Welcome to episode 302 of Stageworthy. I'm your host, Phil Rickaby. Stageworthy is a podcast about people in Canadian theatre featuring conversations with actors, directors, playwrights, and more. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting it. You can do that by making a donation to the virtual tip jar. You'll find a link to that in the show notes, which you can find at the website or on your podcast app. Or you can buy some merch such as t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more at the online store at shop.stageworthyproductions.com. All your purchases and tip jar donations go towards Stageworthy and help me continue to bring you great conversations in Canadian theatre. And if you can't donate or buy from the store, please consider rating and reviewing the show. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review right in the podcast app. If you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, you can still review the show by going to podchaser.com, searching for Stageworthy, and rating the podcast there. Thanks for listening, and thank you for your support. You can find Stageworthy on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at StageworthyPod, and you can find the website with the archive of all 302 episodes at StageworthyPodcast.com. If you want to drop me a line, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PhilRickaby, and my website is PhilRickaby.com. Last month, Toronto's storefront indie theater space, the Red Sandcastle, celebrated its 10th anniversary and at the same time announced that the team at Eldritch Theater would take over the management of the space. I sat down with the Eldritch Theater team of Eric Wolf and Adriana Prosser, as well as the Red Queen Emeritus, Rosemary Doyle, to talk about what makes the Red Sandcastle such a vibrant space, as well as to talk about the theater's past and its future. One of the things that's sort of exciting, and I really want to kind of jump into this, um, is the 10-year anniversary of the Red Sandcastle. And that is super exciting for one thing. Um, uh, a little independent venue that's lasted that long is super impressive. One of the things that I would I would, I would like to ask, because Rose, Rosemary, we've talked about this before, uh-huh. um, but a lot of people possibly haven't heard that story. It was a couple of years ago. Could you tell me the origin story for the Red Sandcastle? Okay, sure. Uh, it was, it's quite fun. I've always wanted to have a theater my whole life. And when I was a little girl, I started, uh, I actually started saving for one. So uh, I was saving all this uh, money for one. And I, every time I had a little extra, I put it into this account and I'd never touch it. And then when I was 40, I got divorced and I realized if I didn't spend that money, I was going to have to give half of it to my husband. So I spent it and I bought a theater. <laughs> I rented a theater for a year. Yeah, it was very, it was very funny. That but is probably I, one of the best fuck yous to an, in a divorce that I've heard. Well, yeah, it was, it was good. Uh, it was also, it was the funniest thing because I walked into, I'm sitting there in this cafe wondering, it was called Sophie's at the time. It's now the Purple Penguin. I was sitting, they have great sandwiches, by the way. Um, I was sitting in that cafe and I was wondering what I was going to do with my life. And I saw it, this space, which is now the Red Sandcastle Theater, uh, across. And the, the woman was coming out. She was kind of sweeping. And then she put a for rent sign. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. And I was like, okay, just one second. I'll be right back. I'll take my coffee. <laughs> and back. So I went over. And I looked around. And I was like, yeah, the sight lines are pretty good. This could be. This could do it. This could be a theater. 
And so then I was thinking about it. I had to go down to Kingston actually that day. And I was making such great time that I actually, I didn't reach for my phone because that would be wrong, but I reached for my phone book in the back seat of the car. Anyway, and while I was doing that, I kind of turned the, uh, the turning, like the steering wheel the wrong way. And I hit this bump and I got freaked out. And then I, anyway, long story short, I spun out on the highway. Shit. Yeah. And then that was fantastic because I was like, I could die at any moment. I'm going to do my theater now. And so when Mm. I got back to Toronto, I called up the landlord and I said, hi, I want to rent your space. He he goes, great. I go, I want to turn it into a theater. He goes, what? I go, a theater. He goes, oh, whatever. And he tells me the money, the amount it's going to be. So I said, can I go see it? I go see it. I figure, yes, it can work. It's And funnily enough, because it used to be a pottery studio, it had just enough electricity for me to run the lights on it. <laughs> I've since upgraded it, but uh, but at the time, it was just the bare minimums of what I needed. Hmm. So basically, I told him on the phone, I was like, all freaked out from the car accident. I was like, I can give you a whole year's rent up front. And he's like, okay. So <laughs> I see the thing, and he goes... I signed the little thing. He goes, so a whole year's rent up front. I'm like, Oh, right. <laughs> so I walk over <laughs> to, him to the bank and I basically take out all my money in cash and I hand it to him and he hands me three little keys. <laughs> and mm. I felt just like Jack and the Beanstalk. I'm like, what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> and that's how it started. And that was, uh, yeah, 10 years ago. It's so exciting. And then, uh, the very first show, was called Nearly Lear, and it was actually a show that had just come off of doing a, a run-up Broadway. It was a one-woman show, oh. and she was a good friend of mine. So it went from Broadway to the Red Sandcastle Theater, and <laughs> like, that's how we're going to start this. It was great. Uh, one of the things that I think might be interesting to know is, and I don't think we've discussed this, is the, the origin of the name, Why Red Sandcastle? Uh, it's a little funny. Uh, Red is actually my initials, Rosemary Ethel Doyle. And uh, Sandcastle, uh, it's also, I thought Rosemary Theater might be a bit too on the nose, but, um, <laughs> but, and Sandcastle is about the ever-changing nature of theater that you build something and mm. then like a sandcastle on the beach, it goes away, but that's no mm. reason not to build it. Mm. So I think sandcastles and theater are very similar in that we, they're alive for that moment of aliveness. You know, it's not, it's not a permanent art form like many other art forms are. Well, speaking of, of of that that impermanent nature, people have done a lot of really interesting things in that space. Oh, yeah. It's been configured so many different ways. Um, yeah. When you were first looking at it, did you only think of it as sort of like facing one way or did you think that, oh, yeah, you could do it like this, you could do it like this? Yeah, my, my take on the place was anything is possible and I've always felt that. I wanted to give – I wanted to give the – everyone a chance to do whatever – Hmm. they wanted to do i wanted a a canvas for actors because it's you can do theater like you can do theater anywhere but if you have a place that has the lights has the basic sound is affordable has the chairs like has all the basic things that you need Mm -hmm. it makes it that much easier you know it's kind of the difference between painting a boot and painting on a canvas it's just (laughs) easier if you have the canvas absolutely absolutely um do you have a – does something stick out in your mind as the most innovative or interesting configuration of the Red Sandcastle? 
Uh, there's been so many of them. I, I've loved every time the Eldritch Theater has come in. They've done amazing things to the space, mm-hmm. and it's been really classy. There's a Thanks. we've had thanks you. I've, I love uh, when we do our pantomimes. We've done really mm. crazy things with the space. Like at one time, it w- we're doing the Shoemaker and the Elves, and so the the space was a runway because it was all about fashion and shoes, and we had shoes. Oh. I, I don't know how I did it, but I came into possession of like 400 pairs of shoes. <laughs> so I had them hanging from the ceiling. Okay. And like that. And, no, it's really, it's really transformed every time we, uh, in our first year and every year thereafter, we were doing approximately 42 different shows a year in there. Mm. So it's busy and every yeah. show is different. There's no, it, it never got stuck into a rut. It was always reimagined mm. in the most delightful ways. And I hope it will continue to do so for years and years and years. Now, one of my favorite uh, uh, configurations was actually not for a show, but um, it was it's the the Thousand Monkeys Playwriting Festival. Yeah, that's which great. was such a great opportunity to sit down for a long weekend and put pen to paper and get delirious as you do so. Yeah. Um, and 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 end up with the a rough draft at the end of twenty four hours, and they get to read these mad things. So that was that was fun. What eventually, when you first came up with the Thousand Monkeys uh, uh, Playwriting Festival, what what drew you to that? Well, um, I got into playwriting a number of years ago. With at the Alumni Theater, there was a twenty four hour playwriting festival, and I it wasn't like this. They just kind of gave you some things and then you went away, and. Uh, I had never written a play before, but I've been in theater since I was eight years old. So I wrote this play and I handed it in. I felt so bad because it was only an hour long. <laughs> and, and they were like, it's an hour long in 24 <laughs> hours. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I felt bad. I thought it was supposed to be a full length play. I felt horrible. Mm. Anyway, so I, and it was a contest. So I won that one. And I I've did won a whole bunch of contests for 24 hour things. It seems to be something I can do. But I got tired of contests, so I wanted a festival where we actually celebrate everybody mm. and that camaraderie of writers writing. I I wanted us all to be there writing together and see mm. how that affects the process. And the idea of staying overnight in the theater, I set the downstairs into like uh, I put up blow up mattresses all over the place and separate the little beds with like curtains and things. It, uh, Bert Campbell said it looked like a, a refugee. like hiding spot or something, but it was really fun. And then the local restaurants donated food. So we had breakfast, lunch, and dinner Mm. supplied to all the writers. And then, uh, yeah, it was just, and then everybody got three different words because often in these contests, everybody would have the same three words. And then you got a whole bunch of plays that weren't really usable because every single play had the same theme. And it was weird this way. We each got a different theme and it, it, yeah, it's one of my favorite things to do. In fact, I wouldn't mind uh, in the future bringing that, like bringing that to uh, to the Red Sandcastle Theater as something that I come in every now and again and do. Yeah, it was for me the the idea of the, that camaraderie that you were talking about is is one of the things that I to me is always missing from those twenty four hour playwriting things where they give you your words and then you go away and do it on your own. Yeah, and it was funniest? wonderful to be able to sit down and talk to other writers. And like take a break and be like, I am stuck. And somebody would say, 
how are you stuck? Tell me what you've got. And you tell them and they'd be like, what about this? And you'd be like, no, but actually. And suddenly you have an idea and you can continue writing it, which was a fabulous thing to do. The funniest parts would be when people would be, t- was how quiet it was, right? That that was yes. the very weird thing was it was super quiet. And then the other thing that was really funny was be, people would be typing away. And, and every now and again, you get somebody who would go, oh, yes. <laughs> or they yes. start laughing hysterically while they were typing or they yes. like, you know, typing really intensely and go, oh, <laughs> you know? yeah, that was yeah. really quite fun. Absolutely. I'd like to bring Eric into the conversation uh, because, um, like Rosemary said, uh, Eldridge Theatre has done so many of its shows at the Red Sandcastle. And uh, I'm curious if you just want if you could tell me a little bit about um, what's what you find useful and and wonderful about the Red Sandcastle, what draws you to that space and, and how you see it each time you walk in. Well, I mean, because we Eldr- for those for those who are listening who've never seen our shows, Eldridge Theater does um, uh, sort of comedic horror plays that that uh, that have themes of the creepy and the uncanny, and we use uh, parlor magic and puppets to create like a demented little funny horror world. And um, uh, the venue the space uh, that the audience is in contributes a lot to that atmosphere. And we, we've been around for 20 years, but one of the struggles has always been finding a place that is available, affordable, and isn't um, really glitzy. It's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to get that feeling of creeping dread. If you're in a, you know, the Tim Sims playhouse at second city, or if you were, mm. uh, you know, if you're in, um, a new shining building. Right. So, mm. so one of the, one of the fun things about the red sand castle was that it's, it, uh, it is that tiny little bit off the beaten path. There's mm. that D Y I D I Y aesthetic to it. Um, and plus Rosemary would always just hand us the keys so we could, we could transform the place. Mm. Completely, right? It, you, it's, it's like uh, there's no other space in town where you can you can recreate the space, mm-hmm. the whole theater to fit the aesthetic of the show. You're always, usually, if you're renting, you're 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 encouraged to take up as little creative room as possible mm-hmm. in, the, in the venue. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rosemary, I, I think you have something to say. I I hated, <laughs> I hated that when you go to places, they were so precious. It's it's theater. You should be able to paint the floor. You should be able to do what you need to do. Mm. I don't like this idea that, I, like what I tell people when they came in, I said, you can do anything as long as it can be undone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Eric, you've, you've, I mean, you've used... At least you've used the the long setup, which which is like uh, we've used every setup. You've we've used, used every setup. Yeah, we've used the we've used the short, narrow. We've used the traditional long. We uh, we used and we 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 set up sort of an immersive space where the stage was in the was like an aisle in the middle with kind of nooks and crannies. Mm. We've done shows in the creepy basement. Oh, you've done after shows in the creepy basement. We have done after show. Yeah, well, yeah, but. After shows of shows. That's true. That's true. <laughs> it's. I mean, you know, something about when you're doing when you're doing something that's sort of set in this 
um, you know, the, the the it's a sort of a horrific theme. Um, nothing quite sets the mood like that stairwell down to the dressing room when the blue light is on. <laughs> I which love is, those stairs. <laughs> those stairs are wonderful. Those stairs are wonderful. Well, they're really and, but, also, but also they're really, I don't want to be in there alone when that's, when those light, when the blue light's on. You don't like the ghost? I mean, ghosts no. are fine and you have to treat them well, but it's also like, I like somebody else in there with me. No, the now, ghost. The ghost is there with you all. Good. I mean, yes, but I like something a little more corporeal there with me. Um, now, one of the things that's sort of precipitating this conversation is that um, Eldritch Theater, in the form of Eric and Adriana, are going to be the caretakers of uh, the Red Sandcastle. Um, I mean, Rosemary, you're uh, in Kingston, you're artistic director of the, the Kingston Theater. What's the... Yeah, Theater Kingston, actually. Theater Kingston. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> um, that's, I'm sure, keeping you busy. Um, and 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 having somebody, of course, somebody has to keep running the theater if it's going to keep keep going. So uh, Adriana and Eric are, will be the caretakers. Um, yeah, it puts er- it in wonderful hands. I'm completely confident that yeah. they'll not only do as good a job as I did, they'll do an even better job because they, uh, they're, they're really good at what they do. Aww. Adriana. Nice. Yeah. That warms my heart. I, I, <laughs> um, my cold, dark heart for Eldritch theater. Um, <laughs> but as well, like I have a history with Red Sand Castle outside of working with Eldritch theater that, uh, my one woman show, uh, sold out, had it sold out run when I was just like, what, what the heck am I doing? Like, again, like how Rosemary was saying, like all of a sudden you're Jack and the Beanstalk and you're like, what's happening? Um, with the solo festival, which was another great, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. uh, programming that happened at the Sandcastle. And, and it's just like, it's been such a wonderful incubator and a wonderful place to just try. Like, again, that, that idea of anything is possible and, just just try like spaghetti on the wall kind of feeling and i i took a huge leap of faith because that that one woman was uh about my bereavement uh and loss of uh, my brother to suicide and it was a huge risk for me to to share that story and yet the whole time like the that rosemary and uh and tracy and the people that were involved were just like this is the place to do it this is the place uh it's super intimate you're going to be able to feel like held and it there's like it's interesting that eric goes that oh it's creepy here like this is where home feels to me and yet when i was first introduced to the sandcastle i was like oh this is an intimate warm hug of a feeling Mm. so that idea that the sandcastle can really be anything and it really is truly a black box theater where it really transforms into whatever you need it to be it's super cool it's like a tardis (laughs) <laughs> and I, I just have always felt so welcome there. And I think what Eric and I are really excited for is carrying that forward. And just, again, mm. echoing Rosemary, anything is possible as long as you can undo it and put it back to reset <laughs> so that the next imagination and creation can come in. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. I have painted those walls so many times. <laughs> it's really wild. There's a beautiful fish under there that I felt very bad taking down. Like when I painted over it, I was like, I took a picture of it. I'm like, goodbye. <laughs> I yeah. would love to see that photo. Cause again, yeah, all these different incarnations uh, would be really neat 
to, to, to bring back to life. Um, I know that uh, we've started to bring life to social media for the Red Sandcastle to try and actually archive a lot of those memories. So if mm-hmm. whoever's listening out there, if you've had a production at the Red Sandcastle, please send it to us. We would love to have it on our social and, and just talk about how wonderful those memories are. One of the other wonderful things to me about that space is, is, and Eric and, and Adriana both alluded to the intimacy of that space. Um, how you can fill that space quite simply. And I know I was, ta- I remember talking to a couple of people and they were like, yeah, we're performing this thing at the, at the Red Sandcastle. And I told it's really intimate. And they did their monologue for me. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. It's more intimate than that. Yeah. You know, it's like letting people like you walk in, and you don't quite realize until you're until you're in there. Oh, the audience is right there. But it allows you so much um, interaction with the audience. So like you can really feel that audience there, which is one of those. It's so good to have in a in a theater space is that 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 having the audience that close. I love it. It's really fascinating, too, because a lot of the acting that works is almost filmic. Yes. Everybody can see every little gesture gesture that you do. You mm-hmm. like every little wink nod they pick up on. It's it's not like you have to blast away. And and actually the most powerful place in that stage when it's set up for the, the long wide one is actually right up against the back wall. Mm. Almost have to make distance for the audience to be able to see you properly. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's kind of opposite to um to some spaces where you get right into people's faces. It's like, you don't have mm. to do that because you're already there. Yeah. You are really right there, yeah. Eric. Well, and the other side of that is because, because it seats 50, the audience, I mean, let's face it. Most independent shows in Toronto, most shows in Toronto get small audiences. So having 50 people spread out in a hundred or 200 or 300 seat theater is a very different experience than having 50 people crammed into a, a tiny theater. I've mm-hmm. had it up to 88. Oof. And we will not tell the fire department that you ever did. <laughs> people were sitting on the piano. It was funny. Wow. Yeah. Did you have bunk beds? How did you do that? Ask. Don't ask fire marshal. We, that's never true. It's denied. not true. We denied it. This is, this is a pithy quote. It's just for fun. Bunk seats. Bunk seats. They were outside. 88 people, but they were all outside and they had their own fire extinguishers. <laughs> um, I'm curious about, um, you know, we're, we're, we're heading into this, this new, the next 10 years of the elder of, 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 sorry, of Eldridge theater and uh, Red Sandcastle. Together, like I said, um, two great tastes that go great together. Um, and uh, I just wonder, uh, uh, Adriana and Eric, um, with 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 Rosemary continuing as uh, the queen of the Sandcastle, um, and you guys the, uh, being the the, uh, the 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 caretakers, um, how what do you see uh, as as your role in in the the as the caretakers of the space well we're calling rosemary uh henceforth the red queen emeritus ah red queen emeritus that's very good very good i don't know what that means but it sounds cool (laughs) (laughs) and i think for us looking forward i think it's it's also going to be quite reflective to be like what what do people want to come back like the thousand monkeys like um 
I, I really enjoy being able to uh, fill in some downtime with some workshops and professional development. So, you know, if, if, if we find that, you know, there are some weeks that are just, I don't know, for whatever reason, aren't selling like hotcakes, well, who can we invite in as a guest speaker? What can we do to yeah, we, uh, use the space? Classes work really, really well in that space too, because people feel the ability to have a good time there and, and to really open up. Like Tracy, she's now down in Nova Scotia, but she had a long run of, of teaching at the Red Sand Castle. Yeah. So a lot of that kind of thing. And I actually want to marry the idea of, uh, of Eldritch and Sandcastle and actually start some Eldritch Castle programming in so much that I would love to see like a freaky, <laughs> a freaky fright fringe where give me your weird, give me your creepy, give me your strange and do like a little mini fringe festival. But like, oh my goodness, I don't, I say that out loud and not knowing at all what I'm walking into. So like maybe in five years, <laughs> but like things like that, where it's like, again, really pushing for creative outlets and allowing people to, to use the black box as a canvas. Well, that's sort of, that's sort of like really awesome because that sort of marries well with the the Eldritch theater aspect, right? Like to be able to to have the Red Sandcastle with Eldritch theater uh, taking care of it, and to be able to 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 put those two together. Yeah, exactly. Like I just I really want to not forget that this is now going to be the home of Eldritch. Uh, Eric, you had something you wanted to say? Yeah. See, I want to. I'm uh, I'm hoping that because of that marriage. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll continue attracting the, the people who traditionally rent the red sand castle, but I also want to make room for more magicians to do shows, more puppeteers to do mm. shows. Um, uh, um, it's possible to have movie nights there. If there's anyone who wants to, uh, you know, put up a, like a, a creepy movie festival or like that, there's a whole, uh, uh, idea of the the of of the theater can be a magic space, an enchanted mm. theater or a haunted theater that I want to I want to kind of lean in a little into a little too. So so there's still a home for the people who the theater companies have used it in the past, mm. but also there's a we we take it um you know we take it to uh we take it to an uncanny uh, uh enchanted place. Well, Toronto, Toronto doesn't have a uh, a magic castle. Uh, no, well, there's no magic castle. I was when when Adriana and I were bouncing the idea around uh, around of what we wanted to do with it. The I I, I thought that you know we could we could make it for theater. What uh, Stormcrow Manor is for restaurants, or what the 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 Curious Package Company is for mail, or for mm. what Curiosa is for gift shops, mm. so that. Uh, so that it's not just a place where theater happens, but it's a place where um, uh, the uncanny can happen. Well, it's sort of because there's a there's a theatricality to the uncanny, right? Yeah. And that's that's sort of like it's still theater, it's still theatrical. It's but, just uh, I think that that sometimes we get a little bit too narrow in our our idea about what is quote unquote theater, and there's so much more room in the theater tent. Um, yes. When I was um when I was eighteen, I read uh the book Steppenwolf, which is about a guy who uh he's about to turn fifty. He decides on his fiftieth birthday he's going to have an accident while shaving, and what stops him from doing that is one night he's walking home depressed and dejected, and he passes this building he's never seen before, and there's a tiny sign on it that says, um, 
magic theater entrance not for anyone for madmen only and he becomes obsessed with the idea of getting inside this place and uh his life transforms around his 50th birthday because of this this secret little theater hmm. and uh i just turned 50 and have no plans had no plans after my 50th birthday so the idea that we can turn the red sandcastle which has been our home our de facto home for 10 years into this mysterious little out of the way hmm. magic theater where the entrance is not for everyone. <laughs> uh, I love that was a really exciting idea for me. Hmm. I mean, your elder theater isn't the only um, company that's, that's considered the red Sandcastle their home. There've been lots of people who've, who've been there, who've come back, who've, mm -hmm. who've made it their primary space. That's right. Isn't it Rosemary? There, yes, there's always lots of companies that have made uh, the Red Sandcastle Theatre their home, and they, they think of, with it in mind, and it's really quite fun because when people come and they do their first show there, they mm. do it a certain way, and then you can see the progression of them figuring out how they can push the space and that, sure. how they can do different things. And every time they come in, the shows are that much richer and that much more. They take more risks and they have uh, more fun with it. It's, it's really... Uh, it's really been wonderful to watch. Well, that's one of the things is because of the configurability of the space, because you can do so many things with it, because the only rule is as long as you can undo it, you can do it. Um, you can really push things in a way that you certainly can't in other spaces. Yeah. I'm amazed when there's theaters that you can't actually like do anything to the floor. I'm like, well, then this isn't a theater. Right. Like, I'm sorry. This is just a precious space. Theaters yeah. could be exciting. It, it's not precious. And I think it, I think there's a, we get mixed up that the audiences mm. like to feel comfortable, but the actual workspace where the theater happens needs to be completely mutable so that our imaginations can do whatever it is that we want to show them. Yeah. You know, and I think people get mixed up with that. And so a lot of governments build theaters and they build them to be, you can't do anything with the, with the space. Mm -hmm. And that's to me antithetical to, to the entire idea of what it's supposed to be. Did I use that word properly? I think I did. I think so. I think so. Okay. There, it, it, so many theaters and, you know, I've, I've, I've rented theaters before with other companies I've worked with and we, you are very limited in your, in your, cause they've, permanently fixed the proscenium shape and the proscenium form into the audience. Or sometimes even if it is something that you could change, you walk in and they're like, Oh no, 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 no. This is the setup for you guys. This is what you're going to do. Yeah. And you've, you sort of feel stifled by that because you're trapped in their configuration, not in yours. Yeah. The only, the only stipulation at the red sand castle is you have to be quiet after 11 because people live upstairs. Mm -hmm. That is the other thing is so, so no, no raucous musicals. And that, well, that is one of the things that has been worked into the new rental agreement. It's right <laughs> there in writing at 11 o'clock, the neighbors upstairs will bang on the floor. <laughs> so be quiet. Exactly. Well, I mean, there have been storefront theaters in, in, in Toronto before I'm thinking specifically of say, for example, the storefront theater, which um, was, yeah. you know, it was a, marvelous little space and and it was configurable yeah it and was inspired by ours actually so when i called when i called up bill because we had been in a show at and rehearsing at the red sand castle right at the beginning and so when he called up the storefront theater i called him up and i'm like then 
don't you mean a store <laughs> but the unfortunate thing the unfortunate thing for they them was the fact that. that they didn't have a landlord that was cool with having a theater there yeah that's that's difficult it's also um i think when i was I spent the first 10 years just paying like in big chunks which i think made the <laughs> landlord very happy but i haven't been doing sure. that lately because yeah. of the pandemic kind of put a kibosh in that but um but yeah it, w- it used to make him very very happy the first year he took my money from me <laughs> and he went to greece for a year <laughs> i'm he sure they, i'm sure they, they did i'm sure they never had somebody pay them quite that much at one time for the space before yeah, I think another year he bought himself a car been, or something. Like been, that. This guy owes you at this point. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, good. and he's, your landlord is like, he doesn't mind that there's a theater there. The people who live upstairs don't mind that there's a theater there. No, I think they've actually <laughs> missed it a little bit, I'd say. Probably, except when the people mm, are no, of after course 11, not, of course they not. don't like that. Um, yeah, and... Uh, you know, they get certain benefits, like I take oh, out their garbage good. and that's stuff like you. that. So, you know, there's, there's benefits to having a theater <laughs> underneath. Um, it's always strange for them because, like, some of the shows are domestic violence stuff. So you're basically hearing your neighbors have the same <laughs> argument every night, you know. Or sometimes it's musicals. It's like, oh, there's that song again. Yes. Oh, it must be 943. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. So... Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it must be kind of fun. I haven't been in depth of uh, asking them too much about it because I don't want to. No, any but they've they've never outright complained. Or... No, no, they well except for except a... for it. Yeah, yeah, com- <laughs> complained. <laughs> Define complained. Define complaint. You know, like they've never reported me to the landlord saying you got to get them out of there or anything. That's never right. happened. Also, I was there before <laughs> uh, some of them. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So um, I'm curious um, if you guys could tell me about what is – Rosemary, I'll start with you. What's exciting about this partnership for you? Well, the most exciting thing is that the Red Sandcastle Theatre will be still doing what I set out for it to do, which is to give artists an opportunity to do their shows when they're still inspired to do it. Because a lot of shows uh, like theatre spaces, especially when I first started – uh, were more, they're kind of more corporate and they plan their seasons like two years in advance. And so you had to have this idea and then you couldn't actually put it on the stage when you were still excited about it. You had to wait for funding and you had to raise all this money. Like, And I got really tired of friends of mine in theater coming to me and saying, our show was a total success. We only lost $7,000. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not a success if you lost $7,000. Like, you have to at least break even. I used to joke, like, I don't mind you misplacing a pair of socks, mm. but I don't want you losing your shirt. Yeah. You know? Like, and and that, for me, it's a, for me, it's a real passion mm. uh, project. And this way, this means that it was not for naught. It means that it will continue to go. And, and the thing that's the added bonus is that, whenever Eldridge theater was doing a show in my space, I was just so proud of it because it became a little bit like that, Mm. like East village, funky off, off Broadway theater doing its thing. Like being, being your, the magic theater that you're talking about, Eric, it, I felt like you really, your company always turned it into that, which was kind of the perfect vision of what I wanted for, Mm. uh, for the red sand castle. And, 
And in this partnership, not only do I get to keep the Red Sand Castle going, but I get to support Eric and Eric's company and the work that he does by keeping it alive for mm -hmm. them and for the rest of the community. I, I think it's going to be an absolutely perfect way to mm. keep that vision strong, even <laughs> strong. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Eric, how about you? Uh, well, everything Rosemary said, really. I mean, I, I, um, one of the, one of the Eldritch theater long-term goals was always to have, um, uh, like a place, um, that we could call home when we wanted the, 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 the where, uh, a place like the Grand Guignol Theater in Paris, where people would expect to see us, that was a little off the beaten path, that that had a whole uh, ambience to it. And with this partnership, we can we can carve out parts of the year where we can have that. Uh, and also, I've always believed in um, uh, the the same vision Rosemary has about about how people should be able to uh, create theater on a independent companies create theater on a reasonable timeline. Um, it, uh, uh, elsewhere in the city, it's, you know, it's, it's once a show is ready to go on, sometimes it's two or three years, yeah. uh, to get a space there, you know, there are a lot of spaces where they won't even tell you if they'll rent to you until it's right. too late to do the planning, uh, and the marketing and the hiring, um, and what, one of the many things I've always loved about the Red Sandcastle is that, uh, you can with, you, you can, you can rent it within six months or mm -hmm. within the year or find a little place where you can shove in a show for the weekend. Um, and it's also mm -hmm. the most affordable place in town, which is great too. Cause there's a lot of wonderful theater that doesn't happen. A lot of wonderful artists who don't get a chance because, um, because rental prices in theaters are so, yeah. so damn high. Yeah. Adriana, do you have any thoughts? Just to echo all of that and to say that I think the spirit of Eldritch um, haunting Red Sandcastle more permanently will mm. hopefully be, will be a bit of a modeling for people to take more risks, mm -hmm. uh, to, to be the freaks and geeks and, and to be okay uh, to try things that are unconventional <laughs> and really lean into how bespoke the space is and take, you know, like Rosemary was saying, like hang 400 shoes from the ceiling, like do things that, that are unconventional because it's an unconventional space uh, in so much that it can be any space. And, mm -hmm. and just like how um, Eric and Rosemary were saying that some rental places can seem quite cold because they're regimented to stay a certain way and uh, their layout is, you know, prescribed. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I, you know, the Sandcastle has a bit more flexibility in that sense. So you can imagine big in this small space. And I think that is what the Sandcastle is all about. And like, again, Rosemary saying that Sandcastles, you build them up and you know they're going to be torn down again. Um, I love that that impermanence and to to really have pride in throwing something up for the sake of I want this to be seen and building off of that for the next project. You know, it's just it's a really great space that we want to invite everybody to play in. 
come play in the sandbox, come play in the and make a sandcastle with us. One of the the things that that just pleases me most of all is is the fact that that the red sandcastle is there. And as a as a space in Toronto and so many businesses and so many restaurants and so many the theater world just sort of being shut down for over a year and 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 nothing able to happen, it just makes me so happy that this space that I'm so fond of uh is is going to be continuing there and this thing that this wonderful thing that rosemary built will be cared for for people by people who care for it yeah when we put out the press release just recently i was actually amazed at how many people wrote back to the newsletter and or privately messaged all three of us Mm. to just be like yes this is the best thing ever i'm so happy uh, and just like there was such jubilation and such like yes 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 mm-hmm. and like one person just wrote back like <laughs> fan period fucking period fantastic <laughs> exclamation mark and I'm like you yeah, you win <laughs> there's a lot of love there there's a lot of love there and I think um, <laughs> I think when you do something for all the right reasons people recognize that. And that's a lot on you, Rosemary. You you have built this this sandcastle. That, that has such capacity and, and such holding of space for people's imagination and creativity. And those are very vulnerable moments. Like, I don't mean to get after school special on you right now, but it, it has always <laughs> been so great to know that whatever these people want to bring to the space, you're like, yep, yep, you do you. Yeah. Honestly, you just do you, capital U. Um, and I just, I, what is it like that? We've, we've also built in a rosemary clause into the rental agreement where you have to give two tickets, uh, <laughs> to the, to the sandcastle because rosemary also made it very apparent that she wants to see what, what you're doing. Absolutely. And that felt great. Yeah. Well earned as well. Like if there's a fringe benefit from this, she, rosemary should get tickets. That's just a minimum right there. No, that, that's the, that's the thing I always loved being able to walk in and just see, what people mm. did and feel very much at home. And I used to walk in sometimes and be like, I'm sorry, I'm walking in like I own the place, but I own the place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 It used to make me laugh, but, but yeah, I'm a, I'm really, uh, I'm really proud and I'm a little verklempt cause it's, it was absolutely so much fun. And, and theater Kingston here is really, uh, bringing up a whole new level of, of work and doing stuff. And we're going to do some amazing stuff here. And I'm hopefully someday, maybe we'll take something that we've done down here and tour it to the Red Sandcastle. Something, something interesting that I'm curious about now bringing up theater, theater Kingston is what have you learned uh, from the Red Sandcastle that you've taken to theater Kingston? Oh, uh, how to do everything. <laughs> Basically, like I've got, uh, I, I can build a set, I can do the lights, I can like, so it's it's really fun hiring these designers and stuff and actually being able to talk to them and and know what they do for a living, you know, like, like, because I've done it a billion times. And like, with the lighting designers being able to actually speak there and, and actually be useful mm-hmm. in that respect. So I've been able to save theater Kingston a lot of money actually that way, because I can be the extra pair of hands or eyes or mm. things like that. It, um, it was a really great training ground. I must say like when you're, I'm not afraid of producing. Cause when you're basically the producer of, of 42 different shows a year, it's like baptism by fire. You know, <laughs> you, you know that you can put something up in three days mm-hmm. You can do it. It can happen. You know, you can go in there, you can set up the, 
it's very hands-on, very physical. Uh, I used to do that. I, th- I think it also helped that I was a stay-at-home mom for so many years, like mm. flash actress. So I didn't mind not really being paid much. So <laughs> I think that helped. So it was a bit of, mm. uh, I've always thought of myself more like a theater priest. And I think that's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's better than being a priest, I must say. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it's quite fun. And uh, I just love theater and I love making, like my favorite thing is a person has an idea, that idea becomes a reality people walk in the door to see that reality. Mm. Love. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that that happens that basically every single show starts with a few people sitting at a table. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I, and it ends with a bunch of people sitting in seats. I there's, it's just absolutely magical. And I'm really, really pleased to give it to magical people to continue that there. Well, if that is not a perfect ending, I don't know what is. Adriana, Rosemary, Eric, thank you so much for for talking with me this evening. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. 